1: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success, from before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources.
0: One thing about dating is that, you know, to be a successful dater, you really need to do these six things the first thing is to take things personally it's best not to take anything personal these are actually perfect strangers that you're meeting they don't even know you the second thing is what other people think Easier said than done, but it's really a good thing to do when you're dating. You need to go for what you want and being someone you're not. We all have heard this before. You know, be authentic. Show up being your authentic self when you go out dating.
1: So is that number two? Like, don't worry about what other people think. Just be authentic.
0: No, number two is what other people think. So don't take things personally. Don't worry about what other people think. Being someone you're not. The fourth thing is the need to be perfect. The fifth is making assumptions. And the last is judgment.
1: Embarking on the journey into the next chapter of your life after divorce is often met with a mixture of excitement and fear. Everything is affected. Transitioning home and career, managing your finances, parenting as a single mom or dad, and managing the emotions around step-parents in your children's lives. The world of online dating, reconnecting with who you want to be in this new chapter of life, and finding your passion, purpose, sensuality, sexuality, and so much more. Tune in as we speak to the experts in every area of post-divorce life and support you to enter and navigate it as an adventure with a growth mindset and a heart of possibility. Welcome to another episode of Life After Divorce. Uh, With me today is uh, Bernadette Smith. Welcome, Bernadette. Hi, Karen, how are you? I am very good. And today is the beginning of our new mini series within Life After Divorce. Um, So we're kicking off with you our portion on dating. And I love our title, Entering Dating the 12 Keys to Success. Can you just share a little bit with our listeners how you got into this field?
0: Oh, absolutely. Great question, Karen. Um, I've always worked as a private practitioner, so I've studied the works of um, relationship experts, Alfred Adler and Rudolf Dreikers. So I started out as a parent educator. I taught relationship skills and positive discipline while helping parents create long term loving relationships with their children. So the lifelong learner in me went on to becoming a master certified life and relationship coach. So my first coaching practice was focused on midlife remodeling for empty nesters. Wondering, now what? Uh, We all can relate to that, right? So it was my own divorce 20 years ago, Karen, that actually launched my current dating coaching firm called Compatible Connections. So my dating thing before I went on the singles market was, how did I get it so wrong? So what I wanted to make sure of was I didn't want to make the same mistakes twice. So the coach in me wanted the answer to what most singles want to know. And the question is, how do you know they're the one? So I pulled successful couples who came up with their answer. And you know what their answer was? They just knew it. Uh, Very very helpful. (laughs) Can you believe it? This unanswered question haunted me, Karen. I'm not kidding. So I studied the works of relationship experts uh, like Harville Hendricks, Helen Fisher, Barbara DeAngelis, just to name a few. But what came from the research was compatibility, not chemistry, or physical attraction was the crucial factor driving long-term relationship success. So this is what I did. I wrote two dating signature series. One, partner with yourself first, you know, discovering your compatible traits to find the love of your life. And then I wrote an online dating series called Seek, Sort, and Select Your Compatible Partner Online. So I was the very first guinea pig that went through both of the series. And here's my story. I absolutely found the true love of my life on eHarmony. We married four years later. So today I teach divorcees how to recognize and me ideal compatible life partners using their top five compatibility traits. They work online and offline. So they learn how to discreetly ask compatible connecting questions, but they have to be in a fun, light and flirty way. So the men think it's all about them and the women know it's not. It's all about them. They're actually screening for compatibility. So Karen, yeah, I feel so blessed to wake up every day to help fabulous singles, like our listeners find the love of their life and I'll never retire. It's so much fun.
1: Well, that's my story. I, I can hear the passion in your voice for what you do. And, you know, I think that, uh, I'm currently single. And I think that when we talk about dating, when I talk to so many of my clients about it, there's a lot of, uh, Resistance, there's a lot of uncertainty, certainly for those who've been married 20, 30, 40 years. It's such a yeah. different world out there. And then, of course, um, going through whatever the trauma of your own divorce is and mm-hmm. the issues of self worth and what have you. And so, we've spent a lot of time, as I mentioned to you, talking to our listeners about healing and rebuilding their self-worth. And today I would love to focus very specifically on if you feel you're ready, um, this is what you should and shouldn't do. And that's where we're really looking for your guidance. And so what, where would be a good place for us to start
0: with our conversation, with our conversation. Okay. So the very first thing, um, I think I'd love for the listeners to just sit back and relax because I know we can all get emotionally um, you know, involved with the topic of getting out there after divorce and dating and how do I do it? So I want them to relax and to realize that dating really has nothing to do with looks and money, but it does have everything to do with your partner sharing your values and everything else is negotiable. It is, you know, life is long and challenging, Karen, and you need to have a partner who's on your same relationship page that wants what you want, that values that shares your values Um, other because then you can play like a team, a team yep. effort, you know, no matter what obstacles we may come up against in life these values are so important and we all have them and i'd like to start out with everybody take some time and get in touch with what's really important to them what are their core values you know if you you know talking about divorce if you look over like you know how did this happen you know how I, you know what wasn't working in the marriage i can tell you that my values were not shared by my partner. So what I've learned through my own um, education after divorce and doing coaching is that they really do matter. So that's where you really need to start when you start when you, you know, think about diving into the dating pool after divorce, you know, what are your core values?
1: Right. And, you know, for some people, they, they don't even know where to begin with that. We, we have certain um, values documents that we share with our clients just to give them a list to start with. And yeah, ideas. Um, yeah. yeah. And how many do you recommend someone come up to or boil it down to when they're when they're um, starting this process? So let's say someone comes up with like twenty five core values.
0: Oh, wow. I would definitely uh, with my clients, um, they go through their values assessment and they come up with four because that's what makes dating so complicated. Those lists, you have a list of so many things. Well, you need to whittle it down to four things, not only your core values, but hey, how about this idea, Karen? Why don't we date character traits? What a concept. I have yet to meet one client that thought of it. And that's exactly what my clients learn how to do, because you and I both know character traits are here to stay as we age. If I call seasoned as we season, um, they get stronger yep. and louder. Yes. And so if you had to pick one character trait, you would want your partner to have okay. there's, you know, two, there's, you have three wishes. What are the top three? you could get a you know a great compatible partner would have kindness, right? Right. Kindness as a character trait goes a long way. So this is what, this is how dating begins by thinking first of partnering with yourself first, like what's important to you? but here's how you find your compatible partners. So let's take- I,
1: I, I want to slow you down a little bit because oh, you're, okay. you're running ahead and we, we started with values and you're like around the block already. So so when it comes to values, what you want to do is you want to list all of your values. And then what right. you want to do is you'll see some commonalities in them and you want to you condense them down to about four is what Bernadette's saying. And the reason for that is the more you have, it, the more complex it gets, the more muddied it gets. And so you want to be very specific. Then you said something else. And so I just I want to make sure we don't lose this, which is character traits, which is different than your values, although your values might um, speak to what character traits are important to you and the other person and to, and to your point, it's such a good one. Like we, we have our character traits. We, we, most people don't lose them as they get older. They lock them in. They're like locked and loaded as they get older. And so what character traits are important to you? So, so I love those two. And I know that we were going to do, uh, you you had said earlier that there are six things that we have to commit to and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and what was the six things that what was the second one? Six things that you need to let go of. OK, so we have six things so you're that we're dating. committing to mm-hmm. and six things that we're letting go of. So I want to make sure that we stay on that track and get clear for everyone on that. So so we've got values, character traits as your foundation that you're laying down. Is that so then how does that lead into the the six things that we're committing to?
0: OK, so I. Um, One thing about dating is that, you know, to be a successful dater, you really need to do these six things. The first thing is to taking things personally. It's best not to take anything personal. These are actually perfect strangers that you're meeting. They don't even know you. The second thing is what other people think. Easier said than done, but it's really a good thing to do when you're dating. You need to go for what you want and being someone you're not. We all have heard this before. You know, be authentic. Show up being your authentic self when you go out dating.
1: So is that number two? Like, don't worry about what other people think. Just be authentic.
0: No, number two is what other people think. So don't take things personally. Don't worry about what other people think. Being someone you're not. The fourth thing is the need to be perfect. The fifth is making assumptions. And the last is judgment.
1: So let's let's kind of look at that a little bit, because that's it's an interesting list that you have here. Mm-hmm. Um, So don't take anything personally uh, makes so much sense. It's like if somebody um, is whatever, you know, serial texting you and then disappears, it's like, what did I do? What was it about me? Like that whole thing. And what you're saying is how the other person behaves is not about you. It's about them. Exactly.
0: It's a hard thing to remember, but I'd have it on a post-it note on my mirror every morning.
1: Well, and I love the um, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And, and the very first of the four agreements is don't take anything personally.
0: That's right. Yeah. So I, I, those I principles. that's yeah
1: Yeah. I love that. So so the second thing was um, don't worry about what others think.
0: Right. And Karen, that's important, because when you do date, you really have to keep your focus on what are you looking for? You know, what's important to you? Dating is really about you. I think picking a partner for life is a very, very, very important decision to make. And so it's imperative that you focus on yourself and go for what you want.
1: So if you are worrying about what he or she, right, our audience is men and women. I know that you coach primarily women. But if you're worried about what he or she um, is thinking about you. You're in the wrong neighborhood. Your focus is in the wrong neighborhood. You want to cross over into really keeping your focus on what what you think, what you feel, what you assess, not so much what he or she thinks about you. Is that correct?
0: Okay. You know, it's it's like listen to the word. You know, listen to the words, but focus on the actions. Because you're going to hear a lot when you're out there dating, but it's really how people behave, which will give you your answers.
1: Right. Which is actually, I mean, that's 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 separate from the point that we just made. Um, uh, actions always speak louder than words. And so you might be hearing everything you want to hear and seeing nothing you want to hear. Pay attention to the actions. Let the words go. Beautiful. Love that. Every divorce has its unique challenges. Having helped people in many different high-conflict divorces, I know that when children and alcohol are involved, the situation becomes even more challenging. Whether you're concerned about child safety when an ex is co-parenting, or trying to prove your sobriety for custody, finding a reliable system that you trust can be difficult. That's why I love and recommend Soberland. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system makes it easy to document sobriety in real time, ensuring child safety and providing tangible evidence of sobriety to the court as needed. It's easy to use and has features like facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting that all work together to improve your life during this difficult time. To help those in my audience who are going through divorce with children, I've worked with Soberlink to develop five tips for divorces involving children that you can download at www.soberlink.com backslash jbd. So if number one is don't take it personally, number two is don't worry about what others think. What was number three? Being someone you're not. So isn't it the I guess the the opposite of that is be authentic. So don't be someone you're not. So exactly. these are the don't don'ts. be someone you're
0: not. Right. OK. And
1: um, can we just talk
0: about that a little bit?
1: Because I think that's such an important one. And yeah. Um, How complicated is it for us to walk around with one mask after another on and be a chameleon based
0: on who it is we're trying to please that we actually don't even know that well? It's interesting, but a lot of us are come out of divorce feeling, you know, we're like baby giraffes. We'll stand up for a little while and then we'll fall down and things don't you know, it's. You you know, nervous. You know, you get out there, you meet people for the first time, and some of us had our last dates in high school, some of us had our last dates in college. So we're out there wondering, you know, you know, is everything okay with me? You know, do I look okay? You know, women put a lot into the, the dating piece, you know, personally. And yeah, you want things to go well, but it's like if you really are dating for the right reasons. you really want to be yourself because you want to track the men that would be compatible with you, your lifestyle. Like
1: with your authentic and, self instead of with the mask. Exactly. I mean, I think and that that's... What?
0: To be honest with you, Karen, we really play that part the best. That's the role we really know. And you really have to trust the process and believe in the process that the right guy is getting himself ready to meet you.
1: Right. And, and I always say that if, if you go out and you um, put whatever mask on you put on and they fall in love with that mask, mm-hmm. how does that help you? Because at some point you're going to want to take it off and be you and they're going to be like, eh, not
0: what I signed up for. Exactly. And it's exhausting. Yes. It's so exhausting. <laughs> so it really defeats your purpose if in fact you're trying, you know, your reason for dating is so important.
1: Perfect. So then the next one is number four is.
0: Give up the need to be perfect. Mm, So important. Yeah. I have a phrase on my desk. Let me see if I get this right. If you're um, looking for the perfect person really doesn't exist. It's the imperfect person that you really want. Yeah. Because there is no such thing as perfect. So forget about perfect.
1: Yeah. And, and I would say that we, we could take that statement, forget about perfect and, and suggest that you apply it to every single aspect of your life because those of us, and I am a recovering perfectionist, it's a very hard, it's a very hard space to live in. It's a very narrow lane to walk. It's like walking a tightrope every day of your life. And the truth is there is no such thing as perfection. And so you basically set yourself up to fail.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so it's here you are energy. and you're going into dating. And so it's like, just let that go. And in fact, could we even say the opposite? Could we say, begin to love your imperfections, begin to accept your imperfections? You can work on them, of course, always work on them. But the hiding them, the the trying not to be them, that doesn't, that doesn't. Right.
0: And they actually make us unique. mm. They really do. I mean, I, too, am a recovering uh, perfectionist. My test I gave myself was I can actually leave dishes in the sink now and say, look at that. I did that. Isn't that beautiful? So, you know, your partner will say, yeah, that's what I love about you. Taking a chill. Relax. Right. Yeah, they do make us unique.
1: And, you know, I, I wonder if like, well, you're, you know, sitting, having coffee with this person that you've just met, um, that that perfectionist tendency of how you're sitting, how you're talking, are you interesting enough? Like it could just really infiltrate every single aspect of an engagement. And then yeah. if you stopped and thought, well, what am I like when I'm hanging out with my people, my girlfriends, my guy friends? Right? It's like I'm totally right. chill. I'm totally myself. They love me to death, right? Um, because I'm just me. And aren't we all looking for that person who is going to feel that way about us, and we're going to feel that way about them?
0: I agree absolutely. And when you do meet compatible partners, it feels like a pair of old shoes. It feels like a person that you've known your whole life long. When in mm. fact you just met them. Hmm. So it's um, yeah, it's it's so important to just show up and be your best self.
1: All right. So don't take it personally. Uh, don't worry about what others think. Um, don't be what you're not. Uh, don't try to be perfect.
0: Um, and then five is something making about- assumptions. Do not make assumptions. I think this is the biggest mistake daters make. Can you give us an example of that? Can you kind of pin that for us? What's an
1: assumption a dater makes?
0: Assumption would be, well, actually, I have a client story. I have a client and she, we did some uh, spot coaching here and she just started dating this nice guy. She thought things were going extremely well. It, they're only three months into it and they spent a lot of time together. So she's peeling back the onion, making sure that she's asking all of her compatible connection questions and things were going so well. Well, he had to go to Florida to take care of his mom. And although she knew that's what he was doing, he sent her an email and said, oh, you know, I'm going to be down here for a while. I'm taking my uh, care of my sick mom. I'm going to have to take a dating hiatus. Uh, is that the I get a, a, a- you know a break from dating? Okay, and she got really upset about that. Well, the good news is that she read the email. She thought for sure this was it. He was breaking up with her. He was dumping her. She was getting blindsided, and so. The good news is she emailed him back and she was above. she was professional. She was polite. I'm so sorry. Um, I hope everything works out with your mom. She did everything perfectly, beautifully. That's who she is at the heart. So she spot coaches with me and says, Bernadette, I think he's breaking up with me. And I said, okay, well, let's sit back, take a breath. You're making an assumption. What do you actually know for sure? Mm. And she said, well, nothing. I said, right. So what she did was I said, dating is like a game of chess. Sit back. You took your turn. And she told me about her email. It was great. I said, so if you're playing a game of chess, whose turn is it? She says, it's his. I said, right. Because you sent the email. She said, you're right. I'll sit back. I'll relax. And yes, this was an assumption. I know absolutely nothing for sure. So the very next day, she got an email and he can't wait to come home and see her again. He made a plan for another date and he explained the situation that was going on in Florida.
1: You know, assumptions are very dangerous. I mean, they're, you're creating a story out of thin air and, uh, you know, we often encourage our listeners and our clients to just stick with the facts because all of your opinions or fears or assumptions are, they're just, they're stories. They're not factual, they're fiction. The fact is, and in this particular case, the fact is she was having a nice three-month relationship with the fellow. He had to go down to Florida. He had to take care of mom. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't breaking up with her, but there was no fact saying that he was, I love the way you handled that. So that was perfect. So she, she, and, and in that situation, one can get reactive, one can get defensive. One could get, I know with my divorce, this happened, um, uh, stalk-like, like there's so many behaviors in a situation like that, where something's actually not wrong, but you're about to blow it up anyway.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It definitely works against you. I would absolutely don't make assumptions. Beautiful. And finally, do not. No, that was six. Oh, oh, the five, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, six. Judgment. Don't make judgments. The last one is judgment. Do not make judgments. We're all example. good at that. I What's say, it? Karen, fire the judge. You got to fire the judge.
1: Give me an example of one or two judgments that one makes. Okay,
0: well, say, think about it. You know, you go out on a date. Um, Yeah, I'll tell you about, you know, my first date with my then uh, online dater guy who now my husband, he shows up and I know I tell my girls, notice what gets your negative attention first Oh. and address it in a kind and gentle way. So he walks in. And I noticed, the first thing I noticed, that got my negative attention was he had a beeper on his belt and my practice husband was a cardiologist. So I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not going down that road again. I, that was m- one of my promises. Well, the beeper. I said, so when you do, I asked a curious question. I didn't want to do the judgment. You have to go to a curious question to find out more if, in fact, it's important to you, right? This was important to me. In fact, I thought it was going to be a deal breaker. And I said, so what's the story behind that beeper? And he said, oh, what this? Oh, this is for uh, for me. He says it's for my dad um, in case he needs me. And without, I met him for the first time, I just started saying, okay, let's get fun and flirty here. And I went, whoosh. He said, what did you just say? I said, nothing. And he just started laughing and we both started laughing and it was like, okay, this is going to go well today. I really like you. So that's what I do with judgments. And that's what I teach my girls. So get curious about the judgments because it's really about us. This was my personal experience. He had no idea. Right, right, right. And that's really how it works. And when you judge, you're taking
1: your past experience and, and your perspective and you're narrowing the possibility of what's going on. And when you inquire, you blow open and expand the possibility of what's going on and find out more. And so going into dating and noticing, I I love that notice your negative attention. So to notice that is number one, right. Is to like, Mm -hmm. have that conscious awareness that, wow, this, thing caught my attention and has me already pegging him or her as X, Y, and Z, what's the question I can ask? And then to your point, and in the article that you wrote, uh, Bernadette wrote an article on our journey beyond divorce blog called uh, random dating versus deliberate dating. It's a must read. It's wonderful. Um, and, um, uh, in there too, uh, you touched on this topic of, of, um, being curious.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great dating tool to go out. Definitely have it in your box because, um, you really save yourself from yourself and, but you also open up the opportunities that to date the person, right? Right. So when you really date, you want to just get to know the person as a person You know, you don't date for potential or other reasons. It's really important to just get curious with, you know, what may be getting your negative attention or even what you read in their profiles or what he may say. You know, it's the attitude that you bring to your dating that really matters most.
1: We have a special gift for you. Whether you're still emotionally entangled with your ex or not, imagining and creating your life after divorce can feel surreal for some, terrifying for others. Fears and limiting beliefs around financial security, building new friendships, health and fitness, and even finding healthy love can interfere with your ability to create the life you desire. Journey Beyond Divorce coaches can help you get clear on what you want and the obstacles that are keeping you stuck and guide you in manifesting your ideal life. We're here to help you enter this new chapter with more confidence and enthusiasm with a free jumpstart call. Visit journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash jumpstart to book your call today. You know, one of the things you wrote about in the article was that you wanted to find a way to learn about this person you're dating without um, interrogating or or like pulling out a questionnaire. And that's how I feel, because I know so much about what I want to know. And then it's like how to do it is actually, you know, that lighthearted, flirty thing. Is is that something that just comes with practice? I think that that's an interesting question. That's a personal question for me.
0: Yeah actually uh practice is definitely a good thing to do especially if it you don't come naturally to being a natural flirt but you know you know when we were much younger in our younger little girl years we were we said what was on our mind we were fun we were light we were flirty we want to get back in touch with her right And it's really a compliment being a flirt is, you know, not only what gets your negative attention, what gets your positive attention, you know, don't keep your compliments to yourself. Tell the guy or the girl that you're dating, what gets, you know, what a lovely outfit you're wearing tonight. That's pretty sharp, you know, give them a compliment. It goes a long way. And it's actually, you know, people will always remember we may not remember what you say, but they will always remember the way you made them feel. And that's what a flirt is. It's sincere. It's honest. And you're little... just putting it out there yeah.
1: and, and having if you fun
0: practice. Start your sentences with. So because that's that's what I tell my girls. OK, so what's your reason for dating? You know, it's how you make it fun. It's how you make it light. Right. You know. So yeah, I think flirting's a great thing to do when you're dating, especially when you're meeting perfect strangers. It's a great icebreaker. Love that.
1: And and before we get into the the next six, um can you just elaborate on that question that you just asked? Like and 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 let's just talk about this a little bit. Uh I would imagine people have a lot of different reasons for dating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So can you just chat a little bit about that?
0: Well, actually, I would love to chat about that one, because I think out of all the questions that you want to ask a potential partner is what is your reason for dating? And the reason why this is such an important question is because, um, you know, not everyone is dating for the same reasons. You know, not all men and women want to get married again. You need to know that, you know, um, when you're online dating, um, people are online dating for different reasons. That's why there's different dating sites. They want to attract different people to them. You're going for a hookup. Well, you know, there's a dating site for you. If you're looking for a long term relationship, a commitment, there's a dating site for you. But you don't, again, make the assumption that everybody's on the same dating page. In fact, one of the important things to do is to be on the same relationship page before while in the very beginning. So no one gets hurt. You really need to protect your heart.
1: So you don't even so even like going and having that first date, that first cup of coffee or whatever it is, uh, is this the type of question that? should kind of be brought to the forefront before you invest any time in that?
0: Absolutely. Because if you want to be monogamous in a relationship, It's crucial to ask this question. And the hard questions are much easier to ask upfront first than once you really get a, uh, you have some fun or you think, well, you know, I'm really enjoying spending time with this guy. You may hold back on those important questions. In fact, that's really what happens to a lot of daters. They hold back on the questions. They go into a relationship, they're in it for five years, and then they find out he never wanted to make a commitment yeah.
1: just wanted to have fun just wanted to
0: yeah you know. and it's really okay because people date for companionship people date for fun people you know date to get married again it's really an important question and not everybody wants to be monogamous so they they're casual daters out there yes Yes. So you really, yeah. And I think there, I think people are more apt to be honest with you before they fall in like with you, Mm. because once they fall in like with you, what happens? Um, I really don't want to lose this. Right. I'm having a good time.
1: And then all of a sudden you start, um, putting your values or your needs on the back shelf because somebody's sexy or fun he or whatever me. it is. You what I feel so good when I'm around them, you know, right, right, right. right, and, and, and out the window and everything that was important that you were supposed to be keeping your eye on. Um, it happens. It happens. Now, so I think that's such a, a key thing is, um, is right in the beginning of, of however you meet the person and have some interest in them is to, uh, to inquire about why they're dating, what they're looking for in their, in their dating experience.
0: Exactly. And if you are an online dater, it's a very easy question to ask right there out of the gate. So how's, how's match.com working for you? What other sites are you working with? you have any suggestions for me? Hmm. So peeling back the onion, Karen. Peeling back and the gather onion. Gather the information.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so the, so now we went through the first six. What's the second six?
0: The second six are things that you need to commit to. They were the six things to let go of when you're dating. Now the next six things we're going to talk about are the six things that you need to commit to. To yourself. Great. As a data. Okay. So the first thing, Karen, is honesty. Be honest with yourself and be honest with others. Honesty really is the best policy.
1: So one would say, well, who wouldn't be honest? So let's let's give them an example. Okay. I know like age. Oh my goodness. Like, I know oh, so, many, sure. so many, so many women and men who won't put their age down when they're no, if I say that age, then they're going to think. So I'm going to say that's the first one that comes to mind for me.
0: Well, that's the most popular, especially with online dating. But here's, I, you know, I don't tell my clients what to do. It's certainly we can talk about it. We can say what's good about it. What's not so good about it. So what that conversation sounds like Karen is you know, when they you go on online dating, there's usually a five-year increments, you know, 40, 45, between 40 and 45, 45 and 50, 50 and 55, you know, and on and on it goes. So if you are 50 and you could really pull off 45, go for it. However, you do have to come clean with that afterwards. Now, you know, I kind of use the rule with high school. Okay. You're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So we're all in high school at the same time. We date between the different, you know, grades and everything works out just fine. Well, I would apply that to online dating. Everything works out just fine. Okay. But if you're 60 and you're going to say you're 45, now that's a problem.
1: I had an experience where I was chatting with this guy online and very interesting and invited me out for a lovely dinner at a yacht club. And I showed up. And you walk in and there was a bar and I looked down the bar and there is what looks like his father peering his head, out, looking at me. And I was like, oh, my God. And so the image that he had on the site, easily was 10 to 15 years younger than what he actually looked like
0: it happens a lot yeah i it's hard to believe because what are they they don't want to meet you i mean you might get away with that if you want a pen pal right but, but if, if, you're not, if meet you somebody face to face
1: yeah so what do you so say it's about not your best interest so when it comes to photographs now i know um mm-hmm. OK, so I just turned 60. So when it comes to photographs, um, if you were making a recommendation, do you say they have to be within the last five years, one year? Like, what, what do you we're we're not teenagers? We're not doing selfies. Well, I'll speak for myself. I'm not doing selfies all the time. So um, what do you recommend in terms of
0: the current? Um, they have to be current. What is current? Current two years, a year or two, okay. three years. I mean, let's let's get real here. I mean, your photograph should be current in that. If you're a golfer, go out at the golf course, get in your outfit and stand next to the flag, hold the club. Let's get a photograph. <laughs> right. <I> love that. <laughs> let's get real. You know, smile. I mean, you know, I'm going to have to tell my girlfriend. I'm going to tell my girlfriend
1: tomorrow morning before we head off on our bikes. Come on. Here's my phone. Take a picture of
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely why not hey it, it's a great way to start your day great energy it's a great habit you know and it's okay if they don't share the habit right away they're going to jump on a bike and be out there with you that's very because i want to be it's so uh, much fun okay yeah, so, photographs current they have to be um current for sure what what are
1: a couple of other key um uh you're saying commit to yourself, be honest. So, so, so age pictures, what's one or two others where you just know there's a lot of like um, uh, lack
0: of honesty going on. Weight. Uh, wait. Wait, because what happens is a lot of people will just give you a picture from the neck up or what have you. Um, so yeah, that's an issue. Um, I had a client who put on her profile, you know, i a work in progress. Well, when they first came face to face, and she didn't put the full body picture out there, which is another thing that you really need to be honest about, right? She didn't do it. She went to the date and he goes, wow, you really are a work in progress. (gasps) She ran to the ladies room. She got me on the phone. Bernadette, I can't believe this happened. I said, wow, I am so sorry. How how did we get here? She said, oops, I didn't. I said, I know you should have.
1: Yeah.
0: Oops. It's important. That's really important. Okay. Okay. so if one is being honest, what is two? patience be patient be patient and there's a sport you know if you're a runner you've got this down it pays to pace it's mm-hmm. really true go slow and be detached to the outcome patience really you need to be patient um because things don't happen overnight things progress um You just have to be. It's really a good idea to take it slowly, no matter how much fun you may have. Just exchanging emails. Slow down.
1: So when you're talking PACE, you're saying with each individual that you interact with, that you actually connect and then begin to interact with, um, slow
0: that process down. Exactly. Don't go too far, too fast. And I think some people do. It's like you have one date and it's like, oh my God, he's the guy. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'd say, so what do you have so far? What is it that you like about him? You know, don't let your emotions pick your partners. Oh,
1: that's an interesting statement
0: oh my goodness, that's how I got in trouble the first time around. Emotions will pick your partner if you allow it.
1: I love that. I'm writing that down. So um, as a side note, do you have a rule, a soft rule for um, how long? one would be wise to date before they start considering it a relationship or being monogamous with that person?
0: Again, um, there is no timeline here, Karen. Um, You, you know, when you first meet a perfect stranger, you you know, especially after divorce, you know, we're not 20 anymore. We're much older and wiser. So we're going to date differently. We're going to think about people differently, but you really have to be clear with what are you looking for? It takes time to get to know someone, Karen, it really does. And so if you want to be organic and you really should be, you know, you go into your first face-to-face and you don't make it more than an hour because the goal of a first face-to-face I call them meetups. I don't call them dates is would you like to get to know this person better? See, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, is he a good fit for me? Do so I you're saying him-
1: that first date is a practice of discernment. So you're discerning in that first date, whether you or not are. beautiful.
0: You're getting acquainted, Karen, acquainted.
1: So would you say uh, less Less so to go for like the dinner out and more to do the walk in the park, the cup of coffee, something along those lines.
0: Absolutely. um, Without a doubt. Um, Men enjoy activities. Walk in the park is a great idea for them. They didn't do the tea parties when they were younger like we did. So it's also a choice. I would prefer a coffee, you know, at Barnes and Noble, grab a book off the shelf, just in case he's a no-show, grab a frappuccino, sit down and have a sip away, which is great. But also before you set it up, Karen, let them know that you have an appointment to go to afterwards, or I can't wait to get acquainted, but I only have until whatever it is. Don't spring Ah. it on him because he'll think, okay, she didn't care for me. Set it up that way. Because it's much better for both of you, so to just keep it slow and simple.
1: Well, and I hear setting a boundary right in the beginning there, which is exactly. nice. It's I, I like that a lot. That and and to be totally um, transparent about it, I have an hour.
0: Absolutely, and see if the gentleman or the lady that you're with is going to challenge that boundary. Right. Because we all know what that feels like. Yeah. Oh, can't you? Oh, five, five more minutes, please. Or, you know, oh, yeah. you know, how important is that? Is that more important than your time with me? Come on. Yep. Things are yep. going great. Absolutely. Here. Give oh. them a call. All those so flags. The flags will go up. You just dodged the bullet, Karen. You just <laughs> dodged the bullet. <laughs> I
1: love that. Thank you. Um, okay. Be honest. Be patient. What's number three? Clarity. Be clear. What does that mean? Have a dating plan. Oh, now we're back to our deliberate dating.
0: Absolutely. Be really clear. Uh, clarity will take you everywhere that you want to go. Um, you can't find something you're looking for if you don't know what it looks like. Right? So that's why people are out there revolving door, dating, 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 dating. Be clear. Clarity. It serves you well.
1: So I have an interesting question about that one, Bernadette, because mm-hmm. um, because. As with everything, uh, I just recently had this conversation with somebody. Can you be too specific that you narrow the playing field? So so if I want and then I put so much detail and description to the person that I want, mm-hmm. um is there a danger in that, or do you recommend the more specific, the better? I want them to look like this. I want her to, to you'd like really getting, um, particularly detailed. Is there any danger in doing that?
0: Yes. There's a lot of danger in doing this. First of all, we talked earlier about priority, you know, first things first, what's most important. Because if you're looking for a guy over six foot, you know what the percentage of Americans that are over six foot? Well, guess what? You're going to be online dating for quite a long time. You eliminate more than half the population.
1: I love that you just said that. So so write everything down by all means. Put everything that is in your head, and your heart, on paper and then go through it and prioritize what's the most important. What are your non-negotiables and your must-haves type thing?
0: Because let's face it, you're not going to get everything on your list. You're just not. But if you don't get something that's really important to you, then you're setting that relationship up for failure. Yeah. Because it will matter down the line. Beautiful. All righty. Be honest, be patient, be clear. Number four. Focus. Be focused. Focus. Focus. So when you're on that first date, you focus, stay in the moment, stay in the present. Don't get too far. Um, So when you focus on what's important, you really do slow down the pace in which getting to know someone, because you could ask just one question and it could sound like, so what do you do with your free time? That's a great question to start out with. It's pretty wide open there. You can gather a lot of information. So you focus on listening mm-hmm. to what the answer is to that question. You're going to listen for character traits. You're going to listen. Does he share my lifestyle? You're going to listen for does he need a 24-7 kind of girl? Do you, does he want to spend time with someone all the time? You know, What does he do with his free time? Right. You know, it's a wonderful question. It's a great icebreaker. It's, you know, if you know nothing about someone when you first meet and you don't, it's a great question to get to know them better, but you focus on listening for compatibility. Okay. So that's why the focus is so important because you're gathering information to make your, you know, your experience with learning to recognize your ideal partner. Yeah. So So be present and active listening. You'll meet a lot of nice people. There are a lot of great guys and girls out there to meet, but you really have to stay focused based on what's important to you. All right.
1: So we're, we're honest, patient, clear and focused. What's next? Yeah. Now
0: we, we're going to be confident. We're going to
1: be confident. Okay. Talk to me about that.
0: Well, it's, Half of the battle is really being yourself. So confidence, you're going to believe in the process, really knowing your heart of hearts that there's a lid for every pot. You're doing your best. You be confident because half of the battle of showing up is just be confident, You know, show up and say, yeah, I'm going to have a great time. You know, I know I'm a great person. I know I'm so excited about, you know, building a new relationship and creating this new normal in my life and building a new community of people. So showing up confident, whatever you have to do before that date, do it.
1: Right. And I would say that if you're listening and this one feels like a really, really hard one for you, there's probably some work that you need to do before Mm -hmm. you um, before you go out there and start dating. And, you know. On the other hand, if it's just that you, you know, you want to make sure to be authentic, you want to feel comfortable in what you're wearing, you wanna just, wow. I would say to my clients, um, treat it like a sociology experiment. Like don't take it so seriously. Just just how do I feel? How does he react? What is it, you know, like where are we going with this? Instead of it being like, is he the one? Is this the right one? Like that, that whole exactly. pressure thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I like what you said about, you know, feeling confident in your clothes. Mm-hmm. I tell my girls to have a dating uniform from head to toe. And who wants to think about what to wear? You're meeting different people. They don't know what you were their last date, whatever. But at first date, confidence, clothes will build up your confidence. Wear something comfortable. Wear something that makes you feel really good about yourself. I love that. A dating uniform. So, Absolutely, we so
1: have a dating have, uniform. If you have an I, outfit where you're like, I look like all that. And
0: then some in this outfit and I'm comfortable exactly. and I can be myself. But that, exactly. that's your right. It's one less thing you have to worry about. And boy, do we worry about it? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Show up confident. We can do this.
1: My dating uniform. I love that.
0: Um, <laughs> And number six is, is you have to have a sense of humor, Karen. If we can't laugh at ourselves, right. You have to have a sense of humor. I mean, we all have stories. We all have different experiences. Well, it's good to keep your sense of humor. We can't make up these stories, right? I mean, I I've been doing dating coaching for almost 20 years now. I mean, it's, am- it's amazing to hear these stories of what people actually really do. Um, so you have to keep your sense of humor.
1: And I think that takes, what's interesting is I, your, your sixth commitment, I think takes us back to your first letting go, which is don't take them personally. Like, however that person shows up, whatever they say, whatever they do, I think part of having a sense of humor is if I'm out there meeting a new guy, whatever he says or does is all about him, has nothing to do with me. He just met me, you know, and so you if you don't take it personally, then you can go. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, And also we we sh- and I want the daters out there to understand Mars and Venus. I mean, it was, you know, it's a wonderful understanding to know that we're different, but we're supposed to be. There is this Mars and Venus thing going on out there. So keep your sense of humor, sense of humor. Men will say things that, you know, you'll say, oh my goodness, I can't believe he just said that. And there's no gender bias there. Sometimes he'll hear something that a lady says, is it, did she just say that? I can't believe she just said that. Keep your sense of humor. Just like the gentleman that I was telling you, I was spot coaching, you know, she thought he was breaking up. He was just saying, hey, I'm going to be down here for a lot longer than I thought I was. Mm. Mars and Venus. Mm. Perfect example, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Oh, my goodness. So
1: we have our six things that we have to let go of. I'm going to just run through them again. Uh, Don't take it personally. Um, Don't be what you're not. Uh, Don't worry what they think. Um, Let go of being perfect. Uh, Don't make assumptions and don't go to judgment. Go to curiosity instead. So those are your what you want to let go of. And the six things that you're committing to is being honest, being patient, being clear, being focused, being confident, and having a sense of humor. What a great list. And a couple of additional tips. Find out what their reason for dating is right up front. Put that dating uniform together. That makes you feel so good about yourself. Confident, sexy, relaxed. Um, and don't let your emotion make the decision for you.
0: Perfect. Yes, exactly. And you'll be in good hands to go. Wow. So you get have... out
1: there and give it a go. Excellent. Excellent. Anything, any last words that you want to say to our listeners before we wrap up?
0: I want everyone who's listening today to never give up on what's really important to them. Picking a life partner for the rest of your life is, some, is a major decision. And I don't want any of you to ever give up looking. Mm-hmm. It Beautiful. will happen mm-hmm. for you. Love that. So keep the faith and keep going.
1: Now, how can our listeners find you?
0: I have a wonderful website. It is chock full of nuts of educational information articles. I have a newsletter. So that is compatibleconnections.biz B-I-Z You can find me on Instagram. I have dating tips every Friday that I put out there for you. I have inspirational graphics for you on Mondays. Um, So jump over on Instagram, you can find me at online dating matchmaker. That's where you could find me on Instagram.
1: Nice. And I know that you also have a free giveaway. Um, What, what is that?
0: Well, and, you know, and all of this will be
1: in our show notes.
0: Absolutely. I have um, I have an ebook, 50 Ways to Meet Men. No gender bias here. You can use it whether you're a male or a female. I think one of the hardest things for us to do as daters is like, where is he? Where do I go? The bottom line here is really follow what interests you, but I have. F- 50 ways of meeting singles. And I'd love for you to uh, get a copy. Just send me your email. And I am coach Bernadette at Gmail. On the website is Bernadette at compatibleconnections.com. So come out, join me, find me. Um, I'm here for you. Awesome. This was great, Bernadette. Thank you. That was so much information
1: that you shared so many great tips. Thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your expertise with our listeners and your enthusiasm, enthusiasm and passion for dating. Cause some of us still have to work on building our enthusiasm and passion.
0: For no problem. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed myself, Karen. Thanks. You're welcome. And stay tuned. We will be back with another episode of Life After
1: Divorce real soon. Until then, you take care. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.